Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back with more of the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody live at Tavern on the Point, 6724 North Northwest Highway in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Shout out to everybody on the northwest side of the city. I see you guys, man. I feel like the north side doesn't get enough love. You know, it's like, and, and all the hip hop songs are like, you know, if you're from Chicago, like, south side, where you at? West side, where you yeah, at? Yeah, that's true. You never hear, like, north side. <laughs> northwest you, side, yo. Ever. You never hear that kind of stuff. That's true. Well, you just started right here, man. Shout I out mean. to the north. Watch what I says. Northwest side, where you at? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> they did. They do feel a certain type of way okay. about that. All right. they, they, you know what though? They look very secure. Yeah. They don't yeah. look like. Oh, because they, they're they... full of money. The northwest side. Oh, this yeah, this far northwest, it's like you, you want to be in the city, so you can say you live in the city, but you don't want to be in the city, right. so you got a little money. You know. This would be the place. This is exactly. And great food <laughs> out here, man. I know you just down some uh, some sliders. I got the cheeseburger with bacon and the fries. I'm jealous. I'm jealous, yeah. but you know that's go. one of the perks when you're here at broadcasting live. You get you get some good food. Um, but we are here. To continue to talk about the Bears, we've been doing a good job of it so far. We're here to 10 o'clock. Uh, but right now, we get to talk to one of our experts. He's the writer at the Chicago Sun-Times. He's also one of our good friends. He's joining us here on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Mark Potash. Mark, what's up, man? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Doing good, full off these burgers, uh, but still feeling a certain type of way about Justin Fields. And I, I asked this question to Mark Grody a second ago, Mark, and it was that, do you want Justin Fields, how many weeks do you want him to take off? Is it zero, one, or is it three, which would mean he'd be missing the next two games plus the bye week? Yeah, I just think it would be it would make sense to um, you know let him miss the next two games give him, and the bye week, obviously, give him three weeks off. And then he comes back. I, I know. I think he heals pretty well, and maybe he's feeling better. But uh, just the way the season's gone, the amount of hits he's taken, he was, you know, obviously definitely hurting. I just think it makes sense. Uh, there's not a whole lot to gain uh, if he, you know, if he plays, and there and there's certainly a big risk because teams know that you're hurting, you, you've been hurt. So uh, even if he takes these next two games off, he gets three weeks off, and then he still ends up playing 15 games. Um, so, uh, you know, that, you know, that's, that's, that's almost a full season a couple of years ago. 
and and in any year actually. So I I think it's a it's it's a pretty simple solution to this uh, current uh, issue for the Bears. But who knows? Who knows what they're going to end up doing? So it's really it's hard to tell. But I think I know what they should do. Yeah, and we'll you know hopefully to find out how to straighten all this out tomorrow because every report that has been possible has been has been uttered and then adjusted and then changed it's all out there it's all open for justin fields in terms of the injury so hopefully we get a little bit of closure on it tomorrow and while we have this this pause in justin fields as we await the the shoulder injury potsy what 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 do you where do you land on the this has been great. Justin Fields has shown us that he, he is electric with his running game and some of his passes, but where do you land in the, the you got to get going on the passing game part of Justin Fields' development? Yeah, I think there's no doubt. I think just the fact that this episode in itself tells you that, um, you know, he, uh, he, he needs to be getting, subjecting himself to hits less and just uh, and pass more. But, I got to say, I think it's a little bit of a trickier issue for them than it is for us on the outside because I, I think the the maturation of the passing game is not something that just happens overnight or even incrementally with the with the people they have out there now. I think they uh, so I think it's tough. To, I think it's tougher to do, um, uh, you know, for the, to see progress. And, and and I still think they should do it. I mean, they have to. But I think it's expecting too much to, uh, you know, expect uh, leaps and bounds in the passing game at, at this point because with their offensive line and the wide receiver core they have and the quarterback still figuring it out, it's just it's it's just not an easy thing to it's just not an easy thing to do. We're talking so I guess what I'm saying is I'd like to see them do it more, but my expectations wouldn't be. I understand why they're leaning on the running game because right now that's what they do best. It's fair. We were talking about that, right? Like the expectations of the team and, and what they should be based off the talent that they have. Uh, we're talking to Mark Potash here on 670 The Score, Gabe and Grody at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show here at Tavern on the Point on the northwest side of the city. Mark, you know, Coach Eberflus knew what he was inheriting this year, right? I mean, a developing, uh, rebuilding team, a quarterback that was still developing, you know, a defense that might have been losing some pieces in the middle of the season. How do you think he's done so far at this point, right? I mean, obviously in the beginning he was doing a great job of coaching everybody up and getting guys to buy into the hits principles. But what do you, what do you think about these last couple of weeks where he's facing some real adversity, losing some games that probably people feel like he, he should have won? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he, I think he's done a, a good job, or he's handling it well. I don't think you know he's not panicking. It's a little disappointing that the defense hasn't stepped up. Um, you know, like you kind of expected to, even without Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, I just thought they'd be a little bit better defensively at stopping the run. I don't think they're getting enough out of their defensive line, um, you know, either stopping the run or, or putting uh, pressure on, on the quarterback. And I think that's that's where this whole defense starts. I mean, that's one reason why Roquan Smith was traded because he's not where it starts. He's he's just one he's just one piece of it. It really starts inside. And on the line, and they're just not getting, you know, great production there, and and so I think that's a disappointment. But I'll be honest, all these things, you just can't be in too much of a hurry in a rebuild like this. They made it very clear this is a full rebuild, and it's called a rebuilding year for a reason. It's not a rebuilding game or a rebuilding half season. It's a rebuilding year, and a lot of the changes that uh, a lot of the improvement that they that people want them to make and that we should expect, I think, are still going to be. Uh, you're only going to really see until they make changes 
after this season. So I just think um, I think it's a it's a longer process than uh, than people want it to be. Yeah, it, it's incredible when you think about the defense that that the name Allen Williams never really comes up. It's really not out there in the Bears' atmosphere right now in terms of blaming somebody because usually that's the first place you go. You go to the defense. If, if the offense is not playing well, you go to Luke Getze. If the defense is playing poorly, you go to Allen Williams. And it seems like, and maybe justifiably, based on kind of what you're saying about the defense, Mark Potash, maybe he gets a pass, Allen Williams, for now. Is, is that crazy to say? Well, I just think I'm a, I don't know, a little more patient, I guess, and I realize that they're learning now what they've got. And, and in some cases, they're learning it's not good enough. You can't make those changes. You, you can't fix that in midstream. Um, that's something that's going to have to happen in the offseason. And that's why <clears throat> excuse me, it's really important to realize that they have a lot of guys on one-year contract, short contracts. They can, they can change this team. They can make a lot of changes to this team in the offseason. And I think they will, frankly, based on what they've seen. Because a lot of it is just yeah, getting used to the system, the hits principle, all that stuff. But a lot of it is, is finding out which pieces work best. And I think they're going to do that. So I, I've always said uh, since the beginning, I said the clock really doesn't start on, on this regime until next season. And I believe that. I get why people want to see them finish and why, you know, they, and people are disappointed that they're not making more progress, certainly defensively, than, than you'd think. But, um, I, like, again, I, I just think this is something where, uh, they need uh, where they have to. They're still learning about the team uh, that they put together, uh, not just inherited, but some of their own, their, uh, some of the own pieces they put out there. And I, I think that's why I think you're going to see some changes in the off season where they see, you know, what exactly works and what doesn't. We're talking to Mark Potash here on 670 to score. You know, Mark. Obviously, the Bears face the Jets on Sunday. You're not necessarily sure he's going to be under center, but you do know that David Montgomery is going to be that workhorse. No Khalil Herbert. And when you're looking at the defense of the New York Jets, uh, they're allowing about 110 yards a game. Obviously, Justin Fields not being there is going to affect the Bears' running game. But do you see Lou Getze still, still leaning on that, leaning on that strength of, of, of David Montgomery? And do you think the Bears can still be successful against the Jets? Well, I'm not sure about that. Uh, the Jets' defense has actually been pretty good, uh, pretty good this year. They've been really good at putting pressure on the quarterback. And uh, and I think that's no matter who the quarterback is, it, that's that's going to be a problem. So yeah, I think they're going to lean on Montgomery more. I think they've seen that's where they have to go. Um, but again, it's hard to say because right now we don't know exactly we don't know who's going to be the quarterback, and that those are two different offenses based on who the quarterback is. So it's really hard to make a judgment on that. All I know is that the strength of the Jets is their defense, and they've been really good about uh, you know they they have 81 quarterback hits this year. That that's second in the league, and they have. I think 32 sacks, that's like fourth. So um, maybe that's, a, a, to me, that's as good a reason as any to uh, start Trevor Simeon. But regardless of who the quarterback is, uh, yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna lean on their running game. That's what, that's what they've been doing. And I don't think they're uh, automatically, uh, even if Trevor Simeon is their quarterback, going to start throwing the ball downfield or you know, start throwing the ball around uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, more than they have. But um but again, that's that's not going to be that easy of a thing to do against what I think is a pretty good defense. So, 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 Grody, is is 
Trevor Simeon, the sacrificial lamb. Then. Yeah, I was <laughs> just thinking of it. Imagine if you're Trevor Simeon. Everybody you're, knows, yeah, you're driving yeah. around. You're like, you know what? We should really protect our hey, first. We're just, paying just, a couple million for this moment yeah, right here. Just throw Trevor in there. Go ahead. Trevor's like, what? 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 Say what again? It's like, a, it's like yeah. an SNL skit. Right <laughs> it is. It is. Get in there. Come on. You're like kicking him with the butt. Oh. You go out there. We're, we're protected. You know, and we're at the point, too, where the, the top text on our line here, Potsy, says, who is the Bears' third-string quarterback? Well, Nathan Peterman, if Justin Fields doesn't play, will be on that sideline as the backup. I want to stay on QBs here too, Potsy, because, Gabe, sometimes when Potsy and I, if I do walk with Potsy from Hallis Hall to the far fields. Sure, I'm jealous already. It, it's a good walk. So you get yeah. to, you know, you choose your, your walking partner for the day. You know, you always walk with different people. But I particularly like walking with Potsy because we kind of do our own little radio show. And one of the bits that Potsy does is bad sports thoughts. And he'll, like, throw something at oh, me that's preposterous and ridiculous. And then I will decide, well, we kind of collect collectively decide if it's a bad sports thought. So, Potsy, I'm going to throw this on you, man. This is great. So here is, here's the question. Here it was. I threw this at Gabe earlier. Is it a bad Chicago sports thought to be okay if the Bears were to take a quarterback in the first round of the draft this year, even if they know Justin Fields is absolutely the guy? Yeah, that's a pretty bad sports thought, uh, Mark. Uh, it sounds like something I would come up with. You sure we haven't talked about this before? Oh, man. Um, have we talked about that one before? No. Potsy? Well, I don't think so. But if you look at it, uh, when's the last time a team uh, in the NFC North you know, took a quarterback in the first round when they had a quarterback? And, and how did that work out? So um, that right there should tell you uh, this team needs this team needs a lot of help. Uh, That's so, a great uh, point. That's a great point. The Jordan Love thing could could frighten me off of my bad sports thought. No, no, you you run with that. You stick. You, oh, st- you stand on that hill and you own I, it. I, I, I'm there. Well, Potsy, because man, I mean, think about that. Like, I think that after all of the years of the Bears not having stability at quarterback, it's almost like. Everybody's so wounded. It's okay to have one good quarterback. And guess what? It'd be okay to have a really competent backup quarterback. And, and I'm not saying that I would take a quarterback. I'm just saying, as I put it earlier, I wouldn't be mad if they did. But you guys say it's a bad sports thought, so it's going to go over here. Well, the, the, I tried. Uh, historically, the team that has two quarterbacks has none, and I think that's a perfect scenario where that would be absolutely true. <laughs> Because it would cause so many issues uh, if they. Uh, ammunition on me, Jesus. <laughs> but that walks, said, man. you know, it's funny the Packers. Or Ron Wolf always did this with the Packers when he had Brett Favre. Was they every so often? He tried to take one every year. But at some point in the draft, you do when you when you're playing from strength like they were. The Bears are not playing from strength. They're in the exact opposite position. They need to get more. If, if anything, they need to parlay this top pick, whatever it's going to be, into more picks. That's probably their best bet. And, and, and try and get as much help as they need. Because as we've seen, on both sides of the ball now, they need a lot of help. That's what the theme of the season is. So, yeah, you can do that. And uh, I guess you, you can do that quarterback thing, uh, not in the first round, because that causes too many issues, but certainly in later rounds. Uh, you know, to uh, you know, when you're when, like I said, when you're playing from strength, but they're definitely not. They 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 need a lot of help, and um, and and that's the you know, they they have they're going to have a lot of capital to do it, draft capital, and salary cap capital. So uh, I think they're I think they got to be happy with the way they're set up for that, the way this season's going. 
um, regardless of, uh, you know, how long uh, uh, Justin Fields is out. Yeah, I, I love I love hearing you crap on Mark Grody's ideas because when I do it, it sounds horrible. But then like when you do it, I just smirk and I love it because I literally said the same exact thing a second ago. I said, no, 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 you, you, we need to be the receiver of you know, 17 draft picks yeah. for our number three slot or number okay, four slot. Okay, all right, let me, let me rephrase the question. If I want to stand, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll find my people when it comes to the, the first round be tough. draft for the quarterback. What, what, I'll have both of you guys this. What, and we'll start with you, Potsy. What position group? I don't need names. I don't know the names yeah. yet either. I have not studied the draft deeply, and I don't watch a lot of college football. But what position? Let's say the Bears have a top five pick. Never mind the trading down business. What position would you guys take with a top five pick for the Bears, knowing what you know about this year? Well, um, it's funny. I, you know, it's funny. I talked to Mel Kuyper today about that uh, because I was curious how this draft was was kind of shaping up, and his suggestion, which I kind of agree, is that the, a trade a trade down. If you're up, if you're at three or maybe even five, a trade down. Would be bet would would probably be their best bet, if, especially if they want to get if they're intent on getting help, um, either an offensive lineman or a wide receiver um, for Justin Fields, because there won't be either a, a lineman or a receiver who could justify a, a pick that high at three or four or even five. But lower in the draft, there's a lot. There's a lot of help. So maybe defensively, if they wanted. Uh, uh, you know, if they if they wanted a, a defensive end or a defensive lineman, there's a couple of players that they that they could get. Um, but uh, but I, I, and they could go defense. That wouldn't surprise me. But right now, it's looking like their best bet is to uh, if they, if they stay at this uh, where they are, which they could based on their schedule, it's to trade down and, and get more picks. And I'm sure that that would be a lot of interest to them because there's no receiver right now. In the draft, that would be worthy of uh, of a top five pick at this time. Yeah, and and then um, Mark, I don't want to call you Potsy because I feel like I'm not as cool as you guys are together. I want to though, uh, but I will say this: I feel like when you're talking about the defensive side of the ball and, and using that first pick on defense, it just goes back to a poll set at the beginning of the season, right? If my defense is better, then Justin Fields is better, yeah, and I think yeah. that you know that that the mindset is still going to hold true in the upcoming draft and in free agency because. You know, ultimately, if, imagine if the defense is a little bit better now, right? At, with, with, with Justin Fields putting up some points, then that would equate to some victories, or at least you would, you would think so. Yeah, no doubt about it. And last, last thing I got for you, Patsy, tomorrow a quarterback is uh, expected to speak um, tomorrow. Is there any chance that they would put Justin Fields up there and that they still wouldn't know if he was going to be playing? Or will we know oh. tomorrow when Trevor Simeon walks up? Oh, no, I play? think they could definitely uh, uh, play game if they wanted because uh, you know it's, it's as silly as as silly as those things generally are the competitive advantage you know usually when it's like a guard or wide receiver or something that's just to me that's just silly but there's only one time it's actually legitimate there's legitimate and that's when you have two different style quarterbacks and and uh, there is if, if you're really that interested you know in winning the game and then they still are um 
that's if, if that's your intent. You know, I have to say, as staunch as I am against that, uh, I, I have to say that if you're going to play that game, this is the one time you can get away with it, and where you, I could see you having value in the Jets not knowing which quarterback to prepare for. So if they want to do that trade, the only the only thing that, the only flaws that I think at some point it becomes apparent which one it is, and the Jets will know, and they and they won't be fooled by it. But could I see them playing that game? Absolutely. That's. I mean, uh, um, these guys are football people, and Eberflus is a football coach. And uh, yeah, I, they have the big picture. Uh, 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 they can see the big picture. But uh, he's still that guy who's trying to win every game, and uh, and he'll do whatever he can to 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 do that. So I guess what I'm saying is that it wouldn't surprise me uh, if they were intent on playing the, on playing that game, especially because it actually has for for in their little world, it it actually has. Uh, uh, some usefulness when you have two quarterbacks like that uh, that would you know would compromise the team's uh, uh, ability to uh, uh, to prepare. I already love Coach Eberflus, and if he did that, I would just love him ten times more. So I can't <laughs> wait to find out. Hey, Mark, thanks for hanging out with us, man, and giving us some of your time tonight. Gabe, okay, Mark, good talking to you guys as always. Yeah, see you out there, Mark. Patsy. Already. Patsy. There you go. I know. I, there I, you go. I, I really want to be in that space. I want you're, to be in that circle. You're there, man. Uh, from the Chicago Sun-Times, hanging out with us. It's Gabe and Grody here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, man. We're at Tavern on the Point on the northwest side in Edison Park, hanging out. Still got some time to go. Uh, and on the other side, Grody, I, I want to I talk about this Bears team in next year, right? Because that's, that's what we're thinking about wholeheartedly. So what I would like you to think about during the break is, what team this year can the Chicago Bears be next year? Mm, okay. It's not the Kansas City Chiefs, clearly, right? It's not the, the Buffalo Bills just yet. But what team this year can the Chicago Bears be in 2023? We'll discuss that on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody at the Middle Light Top Draft Show, broadcasting live here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. We're back with more of the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody live at Tavern on the Point, 6724 North Northwest Highway in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Out and about with the people, Gabe and Grody. G&G. I think I found the day that Chuck Swirsky said that. I'm looking at, because I have here... We haven't been able to find it Six tonight. to nine p.m. with Grody tomorrow, Friday. Uh-huh. And then I wrote the questions about the Bulls right above that. So luckily, I, I, you know, I'm not like you. I don't have a legal notepad. I can't just <laughs> flip it around. I hit control F on this Word document, and it takes you know, me right there. You got there. control F, and I have actual control because I've got paper in front of me. <laughs> you do. You yeah. do. It's the sign, sign of the two di- differences. <laughs> right? A couple generations <laughs> A couple right generations. here. That's right. Uh, but I asked you the question before the break, Grody. And before we bring our guy Josh Rock on, because uh, I'm going to ask him the same question. Who can the Bears be next year? What team this year that's in the NFL can be the Bears of 2023? And obviously, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's not the Buffalo Bills. They're in a class of their own. The Bears aren't there yet. And next year, they won't be there either. But what team can we point to to, to look at to try to, you know, manage our expectations for the 2023 season well this would suggest that the bears did some serious manufacturing with the offense but what about the miami dolphins what about the miami dolphins in terms of an obvious 
ramp up in, in offense with the addition of Tariq Hill to that team. Yeah. And obviously they're not going to get another Tariq Hill. But right. I don't mind that as a, as a model for a team that was not good the previous year and then has had a nice 7-3 and three start to this year. And I don't know exactly where the Dolphins end up. But that's where I go. That's the first place I go. You Listen, don't like that, or do you just I, like? I, I love that. Okay, okay. I, if you're telling me the Bears after ten games will be seven and three well, next year, hey man, you you made some pretty significant changes on that Miami team, and the Bears will have yeah. the wherewithal, whether it's the draft or the the 100 well north of 100 million dollars in cap space that they yeah. have. It's not implausible. I think I'm looking more at the New England Patriots. Uh, still, still a question. Still a question at quarterback. Don't necessarily have the weapons at, in, in the, at the wide receiver position, but you bulk up the defense a little bit, and then you're 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 competitive. You're not necessarily a standout mm-hmm. team next year. Next year, not forever. Not the ceiling for the Chicago Bears. So you're kind of hovering. Yeah, yeah. You're like, like the, the Indiana Pacers of the '90s. You know, you're not. Yeah, the you're hover. Not the you're the Carlos Boozer of teams. You're the you're the worst of the best. And you're the best of the worst. Yeah. You're kind of in that space. Right. You're being talked about. But, but you're no not one takes being, you seriously. Nobody takes you. Nobody's <laughs> talking about, like, home field manager right. or anything like that. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, because you could say that, you know, like that, them, the Washington Commanders, you know, in that space. Yeah. Yeah. How about the Minnesota Vikings? No, that's too good. <laughs> that's too Plus good. Plus, it's the Vikings. Yeah. You don't want yeah, to yeah, emulate yeah. a no, team no, in the no, division. No. Screw them. They're ugly. Let's go uh, ahead and ask our next guest that very same question, man. Uh, he is joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the writer at NBC Sports Chicago for the Chicago Bears. Of course, Josh Schrock joining us on the show. Josh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, of course. How you guys doing? Uh, excellent. Now, I'm going to throw the same question that I just asked Grody. What yep. team this year can the Chicago Bears be in 2023? All right, you gotta can you hang? You gotta hang with me here. I need you to hang with me. It's your right. show, Schrock. We've been talking yeah, about yeah. you all night, man. This Thank is a special request you. moment yeah. right now, so yeah. you're good. Yeah. Uh, since, since we're going with teams from 2022, I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I like it just because they're really run heavy. They do a lot of play action pass. They have a coaching staff that makes them play above their talent level, which I think this Bears staff has the ability to do. Um, and, and the, you know, if they make the changes on defense, do they draft a couple guys and, and, and add something to the front seven? I think the Titans are, are a team. They can be Titans S. They're probably not going to be seven and three, but I think they can be uh, a frisky team that's a pain in the butt to play in a, in a kind of below average division. They have the eighth lowest points for in the league right now. That sounds about right. Mm. We're looking at yep. the Bears. <laughs> you know, yep. Our expectations can be just a little bit better, score a little bit more points, be a manageable. Yep. But I think you bring up a great point with the fact that they're being coached up. Mark Vrabel does a great job of understanding who he has in that locker room. And and Grody and I were talking about it earlier where teams kind of figure out who they are in the middle of the season and play to those strengths. And I think the Titans have been uh, one of those teams that have done just that. Schrocker, part of what we were talking about. I like that you have nicknames for everybody that you work with. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. I mean, but that's not one that you haven't heard before, right? Shrock and no, roll? No, Okay. Shrock and roll. <laughs> yeah, shrock and roll. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm breaking new ground with your name, I don't think, at this point. Yeah. But, uh, you're, not re- you're not reinventing the wheel. We appreciate it. Right. Yeah. What do you call Grody? Just Grody? Grody. Yeah, pretty much Grody. 
You're, just you're growing. The, the get, we, we had actually Josh and I had and, and Josh, you know, first year on the Bears beat for NBC Sports Chicago, and uh, we had an incident earlier this year. I think it was centering on Robert Quinn. Uh-oh. That, it was. Uh, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah, because I, I basically what happened was I wanted to talk to Robert Quinn, but I wanted to talk to him by myself, so I had to shoo away Josh Rock, <laughs> and he's been great. giving me crap for that since. Did you shoo me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no, I, it's, for, it, it's for the pregame show. Go away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, this, this is official business. All right, Did, yeah. get out of my way, kid. Yeah. We're doing, yeah. we're doing. Yeah. The adults are working we're over real, here. We're okay, doing real right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jo- all right, let's get down to business here, Josh. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow at Hallis Hall? That's a that's a great question. I mean, now that they moved Justin's media availability, um, I mean, I don't think I'd be surprised if he ends up not talking at all if he doesn't practice. Um, now that it's now that it's behind practice. Um, I man, I I'm I'm very interested to see if they try if they have Justin go up there and and do the competitive advantage thing and say he's hurting but he's going to try to play and he's not sure what's going on. Um, but like I said, now that they've moved it to after the injury reports released, I, I won't be surprised if they actually move it again and don't have him talk if he especially if he doesn't practice. Yeah, I mean I love I love the game that Grody alluded to that you know allowing him to play kind of. You know, makes it more difficult, I guess, for teams to to prep because you have two different styles of quarterbacks. But I don't know, man. Robert Salah seems like a coach that he just doesn't care. He's like, whatever. I'm crushing whoever you put in front of me. It doesn't doesn't matter if it's, if yeah. it's Justin Fields or or Trevor Simeon. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think that defense is so good too. I mean, and no disrespect to Trevor Simeon, who's a who's a very competent backup professional quarterback, but I think if you're the Jets, you just prepare for Justin Fields, and if they trot Trevor Simeon out there, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I was looking at you know Trevor Simeon, and I was thinking like, it's going to be one of those games, Josh. We've watched the Bears for years. We know what's going to happen here. <laughs> it's like he's going to go out there. He's going to light him up. Light him up. Get rid of the ball quickly. He's gonna be like, he's gonna hit slants. Darnell Mooney's gonna have an 80-yard like pass for five yards, but he, you know, yards after the catch is gonna be like for eight. Like we know what's gonna happen here. Then Monday, everyone's gonna be talking about why Justin Fields can't do the same thing that Trevor Simeon has done. Right. Or or it's gonna be the it'll be the game that Chase Claypool goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And then Chase yeah. Claypool yeah. starts like. Speaking so highly of Trevor Simmons, he's like, you know, when a quarterback trusts you, then just throw the ball, it feels really good. Right. From a yeah. Wide yeah. Receiver's yeah. Perspective. <laughs> you know, and speaking of, of Chase Claypool, Josh, there mm-hmm. isn't yeah. a lot of the, the, the lack of uh, effectiveness, doesn't just sort of fit right in with all of the <laughs> receivers because of what the Bears have tried to accomplish over the last five games, and that is to have the bulk of your offense be about. Justin Fields, whether that's him running um, or you know switching up plays, whatever the case may be, I, I, I'm not in a panic over that because I think that he just walked into an offense where receivers are, at a lot of times, just as valuable or more valuable as blockers down the field for what Justin Fields is trying to do. No, yeah, I think that's 100% correct. I think what you've seen over the first three games of the quote-unquote Chase Claypool era is he's doing a lot of run blocking, he's doing a lot of screens, and just running some nine routes and that's because he walked into a team that that had already kind of established itself and they weren't going to change everything just to just to get him get him settled um and the, i mean the bears are not a drop back passing team so i think the way they're currently constituted with a very very bad offensive line that 
doesn't give Justin time in the pocket. I mean, there's not a lot Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool can do vertically. Um, I still like to see them get him more involved on, you know, in breaking routes off off bootlegs and, and stuff like that. But I'm not surprised at all that he has five catches for whatever it is, 32 yards and has been pretty much a decoy and a blocker. I mean, that's that's what most of the receivers have been this year, honestly. Yeah, and it would have been cool to see him get involved. Like, you know, the Bears have done so many dead sweeps this season. They've done yeah. one with Equinemius. They've done one with Dante Pettis. Cole Bayless. Cole Komet got yeah, a Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I remember seeing yeah. that one, and I just thought to myself, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> this guy yeah. is not like some speedster. But either way, you, so you would think at least they'd get, you know, Chase Claypool involved in that way, right? Make him that primary guy that takes mm-hmm. care of the jet sweeps, like Debo Samuel, for that matter. But yeah. I, for whatever reason, he's not getting involved. So, I mean, hopefully we see more of that as the season continues or just see a better relationship between him and Fields next year. But but talking about Colt Komet, I want to live there for a second. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, he's been so impressive. And it's almost yeah. like, you know, you, you heard Justin Fields talk about Colt Komet, but you almost say to yourself, like, damn, dude, why haven't you been able to do this, you know, earlier? Why, or when people are like, oh, because he didn't have the confidence or this is building his confidence. Like, why didn't you have this confidence earlier on in the career what would you say about that like what would you think the reasoning is yeah i mean i don't i mean i wasn't here before this year i know there's been a lot of talk about you know matt Nagy not using cole Komet in the red zone and using jimmy graham and whatnot i would say this year the biggest thing for cole Komet's growth has just been the scheme and you know it takes normally six seven eight weeks for for the wide zone offense to really get clicking and cole has really become a good run blocker and that's key to getting the tight ends involved in the passing game in this offense. So, I mean, he's credited his his run blocking improvement and, and his ability to create separation. Um, and I think that the the run game and the quarterback run game especially has really allowed Komet to, uh, you know, hold his block for a second and then create separation and, and do what he does best. So I think it's, it's a combination of, of the scheme, Cole's improvement as a run blocker and separation. And then him and Justin's chemistry, they've worked all offseason. I mean, that seam route that, Justin threw against the Falcons when Cole made the incredible catch. It was a hell of a throw, but that's that's a route they worked on all summer. So I think it's just really a confluence of events, and I'm sure that once the production came, I'm sure Cole's confidence did did improve because how could it not? He went what 32 games without a touchdown, and then he had five and three. Josh and I uh, did some television earlier tonight, Gabe. We did the the unfiltered show. Over on NBC Sports Chicago. Did you guys curse? That's all I really care about on Unfiltered. No, no, oh, there was okay. no cursing. I was, uh, I was adjusted midway through the bit for, for the better. I was adjusted because they said, uh, you don't need to make eye contact with the camera. Just, just have a conversation with these guys. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Sure. I thought I was like being a pro. But yeah. I looked like, hey, hey, like, Brody, you don't have to do that. Just, just, just talk to your friends here. Just talk to your yeah. friends. So I was adjusted for the better, uh, and which mm-hmm. I really did appreciate. But... The, yeah. the, the final question came down to one of the things that we've been throwing out there tonight, Josh. Oh, and that no. is the oh, idea no. of, of you guys uh, talking me into uh, saying that I would, take a, <laughs> I would take a quarterback in the first round of, of the draft. And, you know, just, just to really fill the plates of Bears fans with quarterbacks after not having them for years and years and years. I'll back off of that, but what, give us, yeah. what was your answer to that question of who or what position the Bears should draft? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they should really focus on defense in the draft. I would use that $100 million mainly to, to find a veteran offensive line, at least three offensive linemen who know how to play the position. Um, to protect Justin because, I mean, 
young offensive linemen sometimes take a little bit to to get their feet. Um, and then I would draft defense. Um, I mean, if they get the number two or three pick, I'm I'm holding offers and I'm trading down for whoever wants a quarterback. I'm trying to pick up an extra first round pick. And then I'm taking either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter because this front seven, it wasn't very good when Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith were here, and it's it's been much worse since. Um, it needs to be completely overhauled. So I'm I'm trying to get a game wrecker either in Will Anderson, who's who's you know been compared to Vaughn Miller, or or Jalen Carter, who who would be a really disruptive three technique. And we know how important that is for Matt Eberflus. Yeah, the funny thing is, Josh, is that you know when you Gabe's trade like, down, I want a receiver. No, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you with the defense. I mean, we want a receiver, too. I mean, we want a lot of stuff, Josh. That's what it really yeah. boils down to, right? And the only way to get that yeah. is trading down. But, but the thing is, when everybody knows your hand, are you going to be able to get as much mm. assets in return? Because mm -hmm. I'm saying it. You're saying it. Mark Potash is saying it. Everyone knows the Bears need more trade capital. And so, mm -hmm. you know, are we going to get shorted in that? And that'll be something that the Bears uh, will definitely have to, to look out for. Hey. Josh, we appreciate you hanging out, man. I know you were in the middle of playing Pokemon Go, but we appreciate you giving us a couple of seconds here on the score. <laughs> hey, no problem, guys. I'm going to go back and look for Pikachu. Oh, all right. Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago hanging out with us here. It's Gabe and Grody at the Middle Light Top Draft Show. Still got uh, some, more, some more time here with each other. Yeah, yeah. well, and there is, there is something interesting about tomorrow that I will admit I did not see until now in my emails regarding okay. Justin Fields. I can't wait to hear what that is. We'll find out on the other side. Gabe McGrody, it's the Miller Light Top Draft Show at Tavern on the Point right here on 670 The Score. We'll be back after this. We're back with more of the Score's Miller Light Top Draft Show with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody live at Tavern on the Point, 6724 North Northwest Highway in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Light. It's Miller time. One of my favorite spots on the Northwest Side, man, Tavern on the Point. It's actually beautiful here. They have a really cool downstairs. In the summertime, when it gets warm, they have a terrace. They open it all up. It's really cool. You get Spacious. To, yeah, you get to look out on the Northwest Highway. It's got, they have, like, their own little district over I here. I like it a know? lot. I like it a lot. Um, you said this is, a, this is a, a no-fly zone for you over here. Well, it's, it's just a, it's kind of a blind spot for this. Yeah. I think everybody that lives in the city, like, kind of has one blind spot to the city. Like, okay. Edison Park is kind of mine in this area. In terms of, like hanging out yeah. out here like i've always been like you're in you know, streeterville you don't want to come out uh, you know but i came up in like you know i did the 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 lakewood thing and the wrigleyville north thing okay. and i was in roscoe village for a while i've been like the typical city person like moving every yeah. two years throughout the neighbors now i'm in streeterville i never thought i would live downtown <laughs> the only reason i moved downtown was because at the time i was doing the 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. show doing updates for the old Molly and Hanley show, which turned yeah. into the Molly and Haw show. And so I, I wanted to be in a place where if I woke up at the last second, I could run into work. Um, so that that's it's all strategy. And I, I've, I've learned to like it. I do like yeah. living. There's, there's nothing greater than getting to work in 10 minutes. Oh, it's beautiful. It's the best thing in the world. Right. Exactly. Or, you know, if you're running late. OK. You know, even if you got to jump in a, in a cab or get a. <laughs> an Uber or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that's my living strategy. All right, you. so we got a couple minutes left before we get out of here. Uh -huh. And you were talking about some breaking news during the, during well, the stop set. Yeah, there's something that I, I didn't see, and Josh Schrock alluded to it because we were on the air. But And it's not you know, a huge thing, but it is interesting. The Bears did send out 
their media schedule adjustment for tonight, and it does say at 1.25 p.m. tomorrow that Justin Fields is available at Hallis Hall to the media. So in other words, Justin Fields is scheduled to speak, and you can look at that in any number of ways. But, not, but not, in, not, in, not at like his locker room, right? Like he'll be at the podium. He'll be at the podium. Questions. He's doing his weekly speaking as he always does. And I think in the past, I'd have to go back to, to past emails, but I think in the past when we were dealing with, with that game with Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel, I don't think that they always said that Mitch Trubisky would be speaking. Yeah. We would be wait and see. We'll bring out a quarterback, and then it would be like, and you know, drum roll, please. Everything it's, was mysterious back it's, then. It's Chase Daniel, I think, but I, I'd, I have to go back but and is this, look. Is this a presser that they send out every week about people's availability? Oh on, yeah, on I mean, Wednesday? like, like one thing that that we can depend on, and really this is pretty uniform throughout the NFL, is that quarterbacks speak on Wednesday. Okay. Starting quarter, Justin Fields speaks every week on Wednesdays. And it's it is no different for this week, and he'll, so he'll he is scheduled to speak at 1:25 tomorrow. Could it be you know high stakes gamesmanship? Of course, it doesn't necessarily mean that he is starting, but it's going to be really interesting to hear how Justin Fields answers questions. He's going to have to answer that question, especially if he knows in the back of his mind that he's not starting. But the reports have been so you know there's been such a wide variety of reports, one of which has been that it's not that bad yeah. and that they expect him to play. So we could be in the Justin Fields is expected to play. So this just really builds the drama a little bit more for, for Justin Fields right. uh, versus Trevor Simeon for this weekend. I was thinking about you and you know you. the local community here that, that covers the Bears, especially when all this stuff about his shoulder was coming out, right? Because it was like, oh, well, Adam Schefter says this and Mike Florio says that. Right. And, and then I'm thinking to myself, like, Rappaport. Don't the guys that are there every day, don't, don't they have the, the inside scoop on all this stuff? Shouldn't they be the ones uh, that are actually I know, knowing? man. It's, it's shameful what's happened with, with National news. And, well, it's because, I mean, it, it may, I guess it makes sense from the player standpoint. With the way that works is they, they want to get their clients national shine. So, of course, you go to the guy with 7 million followers and Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, these guys have millions. So that's the way they do it. They, their name gets out there for, for, the, for the NFL world. Of course, okay. it drives us crazy. Yeah. That, that and, made me mad. You guys are my friends. I'm oh, like, no, I hate, I hate it. it it's, it's tough. It's tough to break big stories because the agents or maybe even the players sometimes are so anxious to tell the national guy because that's where they get the most shine. So yeah. I hate it, but I actually understand where, where they're coming from with that. So, but... You know, the, the but reports so much have been disinformation. so varied. So, so it's like, well, but no, it's not. It's but not here's correct. the thing. You usually, and that's the other part. Honestly, usually these guys are spot on. Like usually okay. Adam Schefter or Ian, where I saw it first was, was Ian Rappaport. I actually didn't retweet it in this case because I'd been at House Hall all day and I was kind of pissed. I was like, we, we just asked Matt Nagy a hundred, Matt Nagy, Matt Eberflus a yeah. hundred questions about him. We got nothing. And then Rappaport, yeah. half an hour I get off the air. You, you've been in the, in the press room for half an hour. And yeah. He, he's just and gets and it's probably the agent calling or yeah. somebody. And I, again, yes, they should get that, that, that national shine, but it does suck for us. But, I mean, one of the reports was that it's possible that, you know, that, that it's nothing. But I've never really, yeah. I haven't seen this in a while where the heavies have had such conflicting reports. Usually odd. they're right, to oh. their credit. Well, the reality is this, everyone will be listening and following you, Mark Grody, on social media, so you can tell us 
what happens when Justin Fields hits the podium tomorrow I'll afternoon. actually be in studio tomorrow because I'm going to be Ooh, hosting that's with, right. with uh, Dan. Well, well you with... got the guys in there, so you'll be able to text right. the guys. Right. No, no, of course. Like, no, I'll be there. You know. It'll be great. It'll we'll, we'll have, like, the pregame show for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Holmes and I am in for Dan Bernstein, who lost his voice today. Oh. So I will be. it's going to be great, man. Right. I'm looking, looking forward well, to it. Well, make sure you check out Grody and Holmes tomorrow on 670, the score. I'll jump on the airwaves right around 6 o'clock. And that way you can hang out with me as well, all right? Um, so, man, this has been fun. We've had a great time. I want to shout out everybody that's been helping us out today. Of course, here at Tevin on the Point, Cindy, Mary Pat, John, Ro- J- Jose, Raul, Nicole, yeah. Mia, Beverly. Shout out the promo team, Brandon, Eric, and Eric. Our Miller Lite rep, Jake. Of course, we got to shout out our guy, my guy, Rich Wyatt, for making us sound better than we do. Sound crystal clear over here. Got to shout out Cesar Perez for hanging out with us today. Got to thank our guests. Josh Schrock, Mark Potash, Sam Smith. <sighs> that was a lot. That was a good show, man. I like it was Some really entertainment. Good fast. It was good stuff. All right, next week, another Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Make sure you hang out with us. In the meantime, between time, mi gente, my people, for Mark Grody and for myself, Gabe Ramirez. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, this is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, live from Tavern on the Point, 6724 North Northwest Highway in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite, it's Miller time. On Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.